You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars, and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume One. Life tastes good. Is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we re- meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Hey guys, I just saw the new Mark Mark Schieber. Schieber. I can't speak German. I'm sorry. This guy named Mark. There's a there's at least one guy named Mark in Germany, oh, hi, Mark. and he's a director. <laughs> yeah, well, Good hi Mark. Time, Mark. He wrote and directed this movie called Trunk Locked In, and I don't. I I think the the little uh, locked in part was because there's another movie called Trunk that came out. I think like five years ago or something. I haven't seen that one. I don't and, know if this is a switch, sequel to that one. switch the words around so the tra- new title did sound so boring because, you know, Locked in Trunk is not a very exciting title. <laughs> yeah, but Trunk, Col- locked trunk in. colon Locked In. I was going to say, if, you, well, if they had gone with Locked in Trunk, then you probably wouldn't need any more description. Like, I think that's pretty much the Kate and Caboodle. <laughs> Well, maybe in English it's locked in trunk, but in yeah, German I mean, it's I mean, trunk locked in. A lot, a lot of in. languages don't really have the same sh- sentence structure, which <laughs> I've been taking French on Duolingo for the last six months. Uh, and yeah, I get thrown off by that a lot. Yeah, German is basically is basically Yoda speak. So if you flip it around, then that's probably how they mean it. All right. So trunk, I, I like this movie because it just kind of starts and it just like we get the concept like it right out of the gate. There's no, there's no fluff. This is a movie that we're going to figure out as we go. Uh, we're going to, we're going to remember things. We're going to have flashbacks. We're going to get new evidence. Uh, but basically a woman, Melina, <laughs> sorry, Melina is basically trapped in a trunk. She's got her cell phone and her wits and her knowledge of uh, medicine because she's a med <laughs> and student. even then, like, she had to steal her phone back because uh, there was, like, a bag set outside the trunk. Like, originally she was supposed to be taken with nothing, but she found her phone before the guy came in and uh, totally shut the trunk up. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the person that was taking her, it wasn't his first, it wasn't his first job. Uh, she was lucky enough to wake up, yeah, find her phone and, you know, she plays dead. He shuts the trunk. I'm still suspect on a couple scenes where she was like screaming or like, you know, yelling because she's trying to 
stitch herself up and he didn't hear that. Yeah, it's okay. I think it's a matter of him not caring. Yeah, it can be a matter of not caring. Yeah, I mean, if if the car's in motion, you know, people are less likely to hear her screaming as opposed to if they're at a uh, gas station. As far as I know, he's like on basically the Audubon or whatever. We find out as time goes on, you know, she's just not a random person that got abducted and is being transported to some unknown location. Like there's there's some nefarious schemes afoot. Me personally, I kind of figured it out right away. It was pretty easy, but I still had a like okay time with this. Like, you know, we're gonna see a lot of bottle movies just is still coming from that COVID era, you know? And I don't mind this bottle movie. A woman trapped in a trunk and can't get out and you know, breaks a taillight to see through the back or tries to rip the carpet up to see through the floorboard. You know, that I I, I don't know it, for as simple of a concept as, as it was. And maybe because it was in German, you know, I, I, I had a pretty decent time with it. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't terrible. It's German, which makes it artsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like you automatically get that little you, you automatically get that little point given back to you. Um, I would agree. I think the I think decent is the word with this. I was telling Chad before we started that I saw this last night and there are certain things that I'm kind of already struggling to remember about it. I am glad that you pointed out one of them right off the bat, which was something I had forgotten, which was how did she ever phone with her? How did he not think to take that? Turns out I had forgotten. He did. She just found a way to get back. And maybe I just forgot that because like you said, it does start at such a pace and it just keeps going. It does not let you stop and think. It, it just, once it starts, it does not stop. One of my favorite things about this, I will say, I think is the camera work. It is a very, very claustrophobic film and the camera is very, for the most part, limited to the space that she has, which is to say, not much at all and it has to be creative with what it does with that and that was fun to watch yeah a lot of good lighting with that too one thing i think it does pretty well is that it makes even this this small space because like i don't know if any of y'all have ever been in the trunk of a car if you were ever a midwestern dumb teenager uh screwed around with your friends that is not a a big space (laughs) <laughs> but they find ways to like make it feel like both constricting but also big at the same time. Like at least enough where you, you can't believe that they are finding enough space to move around just enough. But they also succeed in making it still feel very claustrophobic, which definitely um, you know affected me enough because like I, I'm pretty claustrophobic myself. You know, it, it really sold that very well with how they how they shot it. It's probably built like a quarter more and it's probably just a box and then they can turn it, move the camera and probably they could add sides in and pull sides out. Like it's a very well constructed, very small, intimate set that works really well. All the context and character development is basically done through Melina and the addition of this claustrophobic space, the tension, you know, there's there's eventually a ticking clock that we find out about uh, that we keep referring to. It, it all just like compounds on itself. Right. And I, I don't know, just it did a really decent job of keeping that tension. And one of my favorite things about it, but it's kind of butted up against one of my least favorite things about it is there is a conversation that she has with the uh, police dispatcher throughout the course of the movie. And there's a scene where 
it's the two of them just trying to, it's uh, the dispatcher trying to keep her calm as she's slowly beginning to lose hope that she's ever going to get out of the situation. And it's, I love the dialogue between the two of them, especially because there's only one person on screen. The other person's just a voice, but you do have a sense of this relationship that they're starting to build and how much she's trying to, how much this woman really is starting to feel like she's got responsibility for her. What I didn't like about that is that it's it started out really interesting with the way that they kind of spin the camera slowly around her as they're having this conversation. But they do this thing that's pretty questionable for me, where for some reason they decide, well, we're going to shift the camera basically behind the wall of the car so that we see the inner like the inner workings of it. And I'm like, that's just really bad CG and it's distracting me from a scene that I think would be better if they hadn't done that. I don't know. It's something I never really thought about myself. Uh, I, I mean, what, what I like about it is that it, it, it does move at a very quick pace. And I, I think that's something that's very effective about it. Um, I guess claustrophobic, it's quick. And I think that they did a really good job for the most part building a lot of tension. And it kind of reminded me of... Um, what I liked about something like 127 hours or you're watching this person who's stuck in a predicament and just trying to think of anything they can to um, get themselves out of it, except this person has far more technological things at their disposal than uh, than Aaron, R- Aaron Ralston did. And I, I thought that was, you know, you're just still watching this thing thinking like, oh, maybe this will work oh, barely and maybe this will work. No, that backfired. And I, I, that, that really worked for me. One of the things, again, what really took me out of this movie is the fact that I don't know? At least I could see the the who done it like almost immediately. Like it, things happen. There's a, just a tiny little sliver of context given, and I'm like, oh, okay, yep, that's the person. That person is setting this whole thing up. So story wise, or and it's not even story wise. Like a lot of this is visual and in context through different sorts of media. I kind of predicted where it was going to go, but at the same time, I thought it is this kind of like a, like a slide on the film, but like it did keep me guessing in as much as like, I'm like, well, where I think it's going to be is kind of too easy a solution. And I would want to hope, you know, that maybe they went with something a little different and it wasn't quite as black and white as I thought it was going to be, but it was still, um, yeah, you're right. It is pretty easy to kind of figure out. It's one of those where it's just like almost by the law of story mechanics, when they introduce a certain person, you're like, okay, well, just going by how scripts totally usually work, this I feel like is what they're going to do. I really hope that they don't. And the fact that it was so easy to spot and it just became more and more obvious as it went along, I was like, I was losing that sense of tension because I was just, I was like, so much of the way that you're filming this and the performance from your lead actress was keeping me riveted, but the story elements themselves, I thought were so easy to call that it was making me, it was kind of making me lose some steam with it. And that's why I think just ultimately... It kind of at least sounds like we all agree that it's it's not uh it's not yay it's yeah, all right yeah yeah I mean I think I liked it a little bit more than you guys did but I I got basically what I was expecting out of it when I saw the trailer I don't really know a whole lot of German films I mean of course because I'm I mean as much as I love a lot of foreign films I'm so pretty basic with a lot of sometimes so you know I just know like Red Lola Run and Werner Herzog movies and probably the most deep dive thing I know is Burn Dust Brat Google it <laughs> I thought this was just a, a you know effective thriller that maybe the fact that it is German does, did make it a little bit better I don't know maybe the fact that it, I, I, get, I joke that like it's ger- it's foreign and that makes it artsy but like I think that might have probably bumped it up a few points for me 
Because if, yeah, if it was in English, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty decent thriller and so pretty effective, but probably not as, you know, intriguing to me, I guess. I, I am... I am kind of partial to that language. I'm like, I just love the way this sounds. Like, maybe that's why I, maybe that's why I'm liking it. Melina, you said earlier that one VFX shot you really didn't like. What about the other ones? Well, yeah, like I said, I think that the CG in that scene was just very, very noticeable. But yeah, like you mentioned earlier, there is this thing that happens where we we realize and she realizes uh, she's wounded and the practical effect on that was, I thought, pretty astonishing. I was just like, wow, for something that's obviously as low budget as this is, that is, I had a pretty visceral reaction to that. I was like, that looks good, like too good. Good money spent in the hair and makeup and, you know, blood department, for sure. Oh, yeah. I felt that one. It was like, like every time, every time they showed it, I was just like, oh, God, my stomach hurts. We can talk about the actors that we know nothing about because we're dumb Americans. and uh, <laughs> but, but Cena Martins. Glad to see her in this. I really liked her in Oomphenbrau. And Ooh. Louise Helm was totally good in uh, Victor Schnoodel. Okay, I'll stop now. That's terrible. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the, <laughs> she, she did a terrific job in a film called Ich bin ein Fankuchen. Um, <laughs> God. So it tells me I probably liked it a little bit more than you guys did. I think it's a, it's a fast-paced thriller. And maybe because I didn't want the easy answers, I still found it engaging trying to figure things out and only be found like, oh yeah, the first guest was kind of right on the money. But um, yeah, I think it does a lot of things very well. And you know, it, the way it resolves itself is, is pretty satisfying. I think it's worth watching. I'm also like, because it's so fast, it's also short. You're gonna be out of there in like a little under 90 minutes. Um, and I, I think if you like certain, you know, claustrophobic thrillers, you might get something out of this. I think that they're pretty smart with a lot of their decisions. You know, it, it wasn't perfect, especially with going a very obvious conclusion. I thought that was very effective. So I'm going to give it a Seiben Einhaub von Zen auf der Autobahn sich dort der Autos. Which means? Uh, seven and a half uh, car crashes on the Autobahn. Sehr, sehr gut, sehr gut. Yeah, I definitely thought this was a mixed bag. There were a lot of stylistic choices with the camera that I thought were great, butted up against some that I did not think were great. Not great CG, really surprisingly great uh, practical effects. And I think that a good portion of this that is predictable is saved by Cena Martin's performance. I actually think that she is probably the reason to see this other than if you are interested in how to make a very tight, low budget thriller, I think this actually uh, in construction is quite effective with that. But her performance, I thought was fantastic. I think that she is very effective at showing not just terror and confusion, but as we, as it goes along, you know, anger and sadness, you know, it's some, it's like someone that you only grow more sympathetic toward the more that we find out what is going on and how the situation is nothing like she thought. Yeah. For those reasons, I actually do recommend this certainly not as a masterpiece, but certainly um, one that was surprising and one that I think is a good example of how to use very limited resources to tell tell a surprisingly tight story. Um, So yeah, I give it, I give it six and a half out of 10 lessons on Duolingo that you can skip if you watch this instead. This movie's in German. It's uh, streaming on Amazon Prime, so fairly accessible. Uh, Melina said all the things I would have said, but way better. I think I think what really bugged me 
with this movie. And again, it's not terrible. I like it. But the, the her character arc, at least a relationship that she has and all right, fuck it. I'll just bleep it out. But when her dies, there's no I felt like there was no justice for her. You know what I mean? She sets something up to motivate that person to do something out of the ordinary. Right. And and I thought that string was going to be strung along all the way to the end. And that person would have got their comeuppance, but they died too quickly. So story wise, I don't know. I'm not the writer of this, nor can, you know, hindsight's 2020 and whatever, man, just one dude's opinion. But I, I thought having her get her own revenge would have been a way better ending instead of like, it works out, spoiler, but, you know, I don't know. It was kind of flat. It was too quick, too. It's like you introduced this a minute ago and then it's like you and then you resolve it in a way where you're just kind of like, oh, well. I didn't get any real satisfaction out of that. I mean, I don't know, man. That's a big, that's a big, like, oh, shit, you know. Six out of ten lies. Just lies. Camping lies. Running away lies. Lies. I said too much. Okay. (laughs) She was in a lot of deep shiza, I'll tell you that. (laughs) A lot of beeps in in this episode.